But where are stocks? It's a very interesting situation, one that's going to be at the top of my mind. But we've got company news, too. And we got Joe Mazzola, Director of Trader Education at Charles Schwab. Good morning, Joe. Uh, good to see you, sir. Good morning. How are you? Doing pretty good. I'm looking at Elon Musk in a lot of tweets this weekend, Joe. Which one stands out to you the most? He's feeling pretty good, too, isn't he? I mean, uh, basically, <laughs> you got this intersection of this stock split uh, announcement. I mean, you know, remember last time in August 2020 uh, when Tesla split the stock. You know, yep, that was the peak. Basically two to one. But yeah, exactly, exactly. But that, but from that point, you know, now shares are up two to one. So, you know, the, the street likes it. This one's different, though, and I, and I want everybody to pay attention to this, remember? They are splitting the stock to pay for a stock dividend, okay? So if you are a holder of options, remember, when there's a stock dividend as opposed to a cash dividend, it can affect some of the strike pricing. It can affect some of the uh, the way the options are priced. So as you move forward, you know, we move down the road, kind of keep an eye if you're an options holder on those, they might uh, readjust some of those strikes. So just be mindful of that. But look, the 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 shares are the shares were up five percent pre market. They're still about up about five percent now. Uh, you know they're they're looking strong even in the face right of uh, Tesla suspending some production at its Shanghai uh, plant. I mean that you know that suspension could you know could cost between uh, five thousand to seven thousand deliveries in this next quarter here. But even with that, you know the streets now upping expectations for uh, deliveries anywhere between 310 to 320,000 vehicles in the first quarter of 22. And then you have some, uh, you know, some of the bigger bulls out there, whether it's Dan Ives or, or Joe Spack um, uh, from RBC, who they're, you know, they're, they're looking at deliveries up around 325,000 units, uh, which would be what, about 76% year over year uh, and up 5% uh, month over month sequentially or quarter over quarter sequentially. So, you know, Tesla's kind of hitting on all cylinders right now. Joe, a few uh, things in there that uh, I want to come back to. Uh, firstly, is the reminder that the last time Tesla split uh, in uh, these late summer 2020 was right before the stock mm -hmm. uh, peaked out. And then mm -hmm. we had a big pullback, a very sharp correction uh, in the NASDAQ at that time. A lot of those uh, work from home and live at home trades uh, got hit really hard. Obviously, all of it came back over the next uh, and ensuing couple of years here. Uh, the other point uh, is that we don't really know all the details of how they would actually split it. Uh, though we have seen Amazon with the 20 to 1 and a few of the other big tech companies choose that as their ratio. And at the end of the day, it seems like the market is more interested in uh, juicing up the buyability of a stock for its trader base than it is the actual fundamentals because the plant getting shut down I mean, that's what will determine whether or not the earnings are higher or lower than the expectations before the plant was shut down. But with the stock up 5%, I guess we see that this is a pretty uh, juicy speculative market maybe building. Kind of fits in with GameStop and AMC last week having huge breakouts. Or ripping up stocks uh, yeah. to the upside when their plants are shut down. I mean, it does, but I think it also, you, you mentioned Amazon. I think it kind of goes back to that. I mean, look what happened when Amazon announced its split. Uh, stock rallied about six or seven percent after the close before kind of pulling back a little bit. So I think it's more of in, in terms of it opens up a little bit more of a retail channel, uh, gives uh, retail buyers a chance to kind of step back in uh, because, you know, when the stock is what, uh, 1055 right now, it does it, 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 it does kind of make that it make it difficult for a lot of the retail 
uh, customers to kind of step in and buy at that point. So you get a you get a split, and then that attracts more of an audience to it. So maybe that's kind of what's happening here. I do think though that the um, the assumption that uh, Q1 production or, or Q2 production will be up around that 325 level, I think that that's given a nice little pop of the stock as well too, Oliver. But yeah. you know, I think. The, the bottom line is you're right, there is a little bit of a risk appetite back in this market. Uh, Elon's got COVID too, by the way, uh, another one. He says he yep. tests positive uh, for COVID. All right, uh, we could talk Elon tweets uh, and news uh, all show here. He was, had, had a pretty busy weekend. Uh, how about uh, Apple, same uh, type of situation uh, with Tesla in terms of production cut, but a little bit of a different mm -hmm. reasoning. Uh, uh, still though, uh, pretty major development, I would think. Yeah, that SE, uh, you know, the, the phone that they're really kind of hoping to get more penetration uh, into India and some of those uh, lower cost uh, models, they're just not seeing the demand that they were hoping for. And so they are cutting back production on that on the SE, on the SE line. And and you see, you know, the, the stock's down a little bit uh, on the open as well, too, here because because of that. And I, and I think when you're looking at that, you know, it's not a high margin item. So I don't think it's one of those that's going to affect the stock too dramatically. But I do think, though, that it's important to to note that this is one of the first times in a while we've uh, we've actually heard heard Apple talk about uh, weaker than expected demand. I mean, you know, you have analysts uh, cutting estimates on the shipments from uh, the, the initial twenty five to thirty million down to around fifteen to twenty million. That's a pretty uh, hefty cut in, in terms of uh, results resulting uh, weaker than expected demand. I do think, though, it's also important. That there is a cut there, you know, they're they're talking about cutting the iPhone 13 series, and that's the high margin item, and that's really more due to seasonal demand. So I don't think that's hitting the stock as hard. Uh, but you know, the 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 SE news is is not great for the company. You know, where 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 they did get their big win, right, is at the Oscars uh, because of uh, Coda, and I think that's more of a I think that's more instead of a, a big win for Apple, I think that's more of a kind of a slap in the face for Netflix being, uh, you know, the, the granddaddy of the streaming services and, and the first Oscar win for a streamer goes to Apple. So Netflix has to be licking their wounds on that one. I feel like I just heard a little bit of a, uh, a culture pun in there, uh, Joe. A slap in the face to Tesla after the, uh, okay, all right, we won't get distracted. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, let's talk some earnings here. Uh, Xpong's up 2.3% this morning. Uh, Chinese EV that uh, reported a wider loss than expected, but a higher revenue. Uh, they're still losing on the bottom line uh, on an adjusted basis, uh, maybe a little bit ahead, but just still a money-losing enterprise and a stock that's really been punished but this morning, seeing a little bit of relief. Uh, what do you think, Joe? All about deliveries, right? Uh, so their vehicle deliveries, very, you know, it's a similar to the Tesla story. When when you see that increase in deliveries are up to 41,751, that grew 222% year over year. Big numbers. Uh, and the Q1 outlook at this point right now, uh, deliveries of vehicles between 33,000 and about 34,000. And that would be up around 151% to about 155%. Uh, year over year, that's uh, those are numbers that are showing growth. But in this environment, Oliver, you're you're spot on. It's uh, it just it, we we have to figure out whether this market's still willing to pay for that potential upside down the road, or whether they want to see the results right now. Stock's gotten a little bit of a reprieve, uh, you know, up, up, up about two percent. Uh, still, when you look at kind of what happened low last week, the stock got uh, shellacked a little bit on on Friday. So we haven't even uh, made up those uh, you know, that pullback that we saw from back then. So. You know, it, this is one of those hyper growth names that I just don't know if uh, the street's going to want to continue to pay for these. But at least right now, uh, you're seeing a little bit of a bump in the morning. 
nicely said, uh, hyper-growth names that the street has not been willing to pay up for. You know, Chinese companies generally, after that explosive week uh, in uh, the second week, first and second week uh, of this month, uh, where they crashed and then they surged back around mm -hmm. after language from the government, they've been stuck since. Uh, the big cap FXI or K-Web, you know, after that initial pop, we're actually lower than where we were uh, back on that gap up uh, rally yeah. on on March 16th. I mean, I don't know, Joe, is that, uh, is that a yellow flag? Is it a green one that we haven't actually reversed at all? I mean, I guess all depends on your perspective, but uh, we certainly have not been able to find any real buyers in the Chinese market since that initial pop. But Oliver, those were massive, massive moves. 40% moves in a matter yeah, of bananas. a couple days. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to see a little bit of exhaustion on that. I think, uh, you know, especially for some of the bigger names, uh, like, the, like the Babas out there that did get to see those big moves in the 10 cents, kind of keep an eye on those gaps that they filled a little bit, see if they can hold those. Um, you know, these these are names that are, are going to be very, very sensitive to any type of uh, kind of government chatter. Uh, and, and basically, that was just the Chinese government stepping in to kind of protect its market, seeing the fact that they had pulled back so, so much over the last couple of months. Um, you know, the, the job owning to a certain extent can move these names. So if you don't like volatility, be careful. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, Joe, a couple of analyst notes out. Uh, I know you're looking at uh, one is on AMD, where uh, Goldman has mm -hmm. actually dropped the stock from its conviction list, still has a price target a couple bucks higher. And the other one's on Deer, where the stock's done great. It gets an upgrade at JP Morgan, but is pulling back here a little bit. Uh, AMD first, real quick. I mean, firm like Goldman Sachs that everybody pays attention to, removing them off the conviction list, like an all-time semiconductor trader favorite. It seems kind of interesting to me. AMD's been stuck in the mud a little bit too, uh, just in terms of you know the stock performance uh, recently. You've seen Nvidia move very quickly uh, the last couple last couple weeks or two, uh, one or two weeks. Nice little pop there, but uh, AMD's been it's had a hard time kind of getting going a little bit. Uh, you know, re removing from the conviction list, yeah, that's that's one thing. Kind of keep an eye on, but uh, in relative value, this might be an area if you do get a, a little bit of a pullback. Maybe uh, selling some puts in, into some of this uh, higher implied volatility might be helpful. Uh, or, you know, if you're an investor looking to kind of buy on a dip, that could be something to kind of look towards. I think the deer story is, wow, you know, the, the deer story is really just kind of moving in the direction of where do you see commodity prices going and, and whether or not John Deere can kind of keep up with uh, the supply and the production demands. And as of right now, you know, they're showing that some of that backlog uh, that they had before is starting to clear up a little bit. The delivery and their channel inventories are moving uh, forward at healthier levels. And I think that's why you started to see the upgrades uh, on, on, on deer prices. I mean, this, this stock's had a huge run in the last couple of years. And as long as you continue to see uh, the agricultural demand, the commodity demand kind of moving forward the way that it is, uh, there's nothing to, to say that this stock can't continue to move upwards. Okay, so Deer down, though, despite this upgrade, uh, to your point, a really powerful move uh, over the last uh, month here and Deer. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, down this morning, you've also got Mosaic uh, down, uh, the fertilizer stock that uh, so many have been trading as kind of a commodity proxy. And then, as we mentioned earlier with Ben, a crude oil, which is now uh, really uh, kind of picking up some momentum to the downside, lower by about 7.5%. Crude's down to... Uh, just shy of 106. It seems like maybe the market mm -hmm. is trying to price out some of this uh, recent 
commodity move to some extent. Uh, but uh, you know, it doesn't seem like there's anything real groundbreaking out of uh, Ukraine yet. So uh, maybe that's where we should look, no. though, perhaps. No, I, I think the bigger news is, is the China shutdown, right? I think that that's okay. So just pure demand when you're talking. Yeah, exactly. I, I think especially when you're talking deer, especially when you're talking about you know caterpillar names like that. When you're looking at uh, the commodity space and crude oil space, you're, it, it's going to have some sensitivity to, to the lockdowns that you're seeing in China. So if those can kind of work their way out, I think that really is contingent upon whether or not this new strain continues to, to you know to build ground and, and have some footing going forward. We're starting to see cases pick up not only just in in China but. Uh, uh, internationally in, in the UK and, and a little bit here in the US as well too. So kind of keep an eye on that. That's going to have a little bit more of an effect, in my opinion, uh, at least on some of these commodity names or the feeders for these commodity names like a caterpillar or a deer. All right, makes sense to me. Uh, only catches big cap China's up uh, almost two percent now. <laughs> this market's a mess. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. shutdowns. Tesla's up anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, very uh, interesting movers here this morning. Joe Mazzola, uh, great stuff. Uh, appreciate it on the walkthrough here.